0: to an exclusive on Podhub Network, your city, your podcast.
1: With the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout, steps with first face. McCutcheon's throw, the runner breaks to the plate, here's the throw, wow. he is out, the butt goes That ball's hit well to left center field, back toward the track.
0: You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch
2: NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go Bucks!
0: Good morning, everybody. Happy opening day. It is Thursday, April 1st. Before I begin, Jim, there will be no April Fool's jokes Mm -hmm. on here. I don't want to hear any of that crap. All right, I'm just warning you, no April Fool's-ish. It's opening day, that's all we're recognizing today. So good morning, happy opening day to you. Good morning, happy opening day. You know, I didn't even realize it
2: was
1: April
0: April Fool's Day. Until, I just, uh, I mean... Until you mentioned that. Since your, your whole New Year's Eve episode, you're like, I'll see you next year, Donardo. I, I just have to make sure I warn you, you know, to play it safe, so... I'm always good for a, a like like. There's some
2: April Fool's jokes that obviously you know are April Fools, but like every once in a while,
0: a good one comes comes around. I can appreciate a good one. I, I mean, I have nothing against I guess a good one, but I just yeah. find like 99 percent of them aren't good, and I don't trust you, Jim. So, <laughs> do you see?
2: Did you see the guy like super mad on Twitter about Volkswagen the other day? No. So apparently Volkswagen last year like put out a press release saying that they're going to change their United States operations to Volkswagen, right? Volt V-O-L-T. Right. Wagon. And this guy was like, is this for real? Like, and, and Volkswagen was like, yeah, this is for real. This is what we're changing it to. And, uh, (laughs) and apparently like, they just never said anything about it ever again. Obviously, it kept going <laughs> on as Volkswagen, uh-huh. and this dude got like super mad at Volkswagen for like lying to him. The Volkswagen was like,
0: "It was an April
2: Fool's joke, dude."
0: I could like that. I could appreciate, especially it coming. It's coming from like a corporation that big. Yeah. That's pretty good. But yeah, again, the average person just just don't just stop it. Anyways, and it's so obvious. I don't know. But regardless, as mentioned, it is opening day. The Pirates will play the Cubs today at 220, hopefully, as long as it's not like some winter storm or something. It's supposed to be like, what, 18-degree wind chill, I think?
2: Yeah, geez. Like That's going to be players fun. Are going from players are going from sunny Florida staying on the beach to uh, the Windy City. I think it
0: was 23-degree wind chill this afternoon in Chicago. I'm just trying to imagine playing baseball in that period, right? But like you said, not only just playing baseball in it, but you're leaving Bradenton, Florida. Where blue skies, like you said, the beach is right there, 80 degrees plus, Vanessa Hudgens, and now you're going <laughs> and now you're going to the windy right. city, twenty three degrees, wind chill to play a baseball game. Oh, that can't be good. I'm just I mean, praying yeah, everyone's I'm- healthy. <laughs> I
2: remember playing high school baseball games and cause I mean, in Pennsylvania, you don't really have a whole lot of time to play baseball. So right. I remember playing games in March and I remember it like legit snowing during games. So I remember it, it wasn't fun. Like I don't, I don't recall those as being fun. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't think 23 degree wind chill is an ideal baseball situation but uh
0: not at all hey it's, it'll be baseball that it will be so I guess we should get into the show a little bit here um where do you want to start Jim are we going to start a little bit about the uh the possible roster construction here who made it who didn't a yeah, lot Todd we can Frazier touch a little bit touch a little bit on that
2: um yeah I guess we haven't really talked since Todd Frazier news so Todd Frazier in the span of three days, gets
0: cut, can't find a job, I guess. Becomes the enemy. (laughs) Gets cut and becomes the enemy for a little bit here. Actually, he didn't even get cut. He opted out because he
2: was told he wasn't going to make the team. Yeah. Um, People lose their minds. He's unable to find a better job anywhere else. (laughs) And so now he is uh back on the pirates with a minor league deal and will be part of their um you know their training facility or whatever they're calling it nowadays. So still not on the team. Couldn't find a job elsewhere. I don't really understand why people were so upset about this. <laughs> um but that's what I'm like so lost. <laughs> Todd Todd Frazier being on the team has no effect whatsoever on really the outcome of this season. Um, I mean, I, could, I I, can understand why people like him. I can get that. But like... I don't get the outrage. Come, come on, people. I, I, exactly.
0: What you're saying is, is absolutely true. I can understand why people like him. Like when the Pirates and Todd Frazier came to an agreement, my eyes perked up. I was like, oh, that's cool. Todd Frazier's on the Pirates, you know? That's cool. That's interesting. But either way, like it's it's not so much like, oh my god, Todd Frazier's on the Pirates. Like we're going to do some things this year. No. That the Pirates are terrible either way, right? Uh as mentioned, like if the Pirates had Todd Frazier or didn't have Todd Frazier, they're not going anywhere. Like he's not the difference maker of anything. He he was at best, he was a platoon the left side, right? Uh, the lefty platoon, not the righty. So the opposite side of the pr- platoon and like a late innings bench bat, Like Todd Frazier wasn't going to have a huge impact on this team performance wise. The reason I think he was right. going to make it was simply for the fact that, you know, he had good platoon splits against lefties. Um, and for the fact like he, he was the veteran, like he could be that mentor to this young team. It is a very young team. You know, as we joke, Jacob Stallings is like the old veteran and, you know, he's not even like our eligible yet. You know, so it's like it kind of made sense for him to make the team. But for him not to make the team is is a non-issue to me. It's like, okay, well, then I guess he's not going to make the team. Um, It's going to instead be Philip Evans, which theoretically, and I think you and I could agree to this. I don't know if I really view him long term, but okay, let's find out, I guess, if he has anything. Let's give him a full season this year, see what he can do. It's a rebuilding club. I would rather see, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, I'd rather see Phillip Evans this year than Todd Frazier because Todd Frazier is not part of this club in 2023 when they can potentially compete.
2: Right. Yeah, no, I mean, and I think at the end of the day, it came down to just the versatility aspect. You know, um, they talked about, you know, it, it it looks like it came down to Philip Evans for Todd Frazier, right? So Philip Evans can play first base, second base, third base, corner outfield. Todd Frazier is really just limited to those corner infield positions. So, yeah, it, in in a season like this, where I think they're gonna they're, they're probably gonna carry a decent amount of pitchers. It's it seems like. Um
0: Versatility yes, is, is a big is thing. Not
2: a yeah. Versatility you're is what it came down to, yeah. right? And Philip Evans being able to play five different positions made the team over Todd fraser can play two, right? And you're and right. We talked Phillip about Evans had a good spring. Like, what are you going to tell Philip Evans after he actually out hit Todd fraser during spring training, and he can
0: do more?
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, he, he deserves to make the team. Yeah, I don't know if that. I'm mean, going to get it. I don't know if that'd be a super difficult question and conversation. I mean, if I'm Philip Evans, I'd be disappointed, but at the same time, it's, I mean, I guess it just isn't what it is what its but at the same time, you're absolutely right. You know, we, we've discussed this. We've talked about this. This is going to be the year where every team needs all kind of pitching. Uh, You know, we have a 26 man roster now, so you have the extra player, which most teams probably going to be a pitcher anyways. Um, It just, yeah, it makes sense. Like there's. There's great value in having a guy as a you know as a pitcher go multiple innings this year, but there's also great value in a player who can play multiple positions because that frees up you know a potential another bench spot for you. Like why carry another bench guy to to play corner outfield or corner infield when you have one guy that can do that while also playing outfield and middle infield. Like Sean Rodriguez, like we joked and always said, like, even though Sean Rodriguez, except for that one great year, um, even though Sean Rodriguez wasn't a great player, he had great value because he could play good defense everywhere. I and mean, that's one yeah. player you need that can cover every spot. There's a lot of value in that. Uh, and this year is a year where a Sean Rodriguez would have a lot of value. I'm not saying Philip Evans is Sean Rodriguez by any means, but what I'm trying to do is compare that. That's what Evans does bring. He brings that versatility. He brings the, the ability to play all over the diamond to a degree. Um, and that's why he has that value over Todd Frazier. But regardless, I'm not, I don't, it's Todd Frazier. It's 35 year old Todd Frazier. He's not making any difference on this club. I don't care what power he has. I don't care what he can do. He can't play full time. He's a part time player. And there's, there's people out there that are like completely outraged. There's people talking about how can you lose Todd Frazier as if like he's the face of the franchise. Well, now I'm not going to go to a baseball game because Todd Frazier's not on the team. Are you? Are you kidding me? Right. Right.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, you you, you hit the nail on the head there. Um,
2: the versatility pays off, <laughs> um, and. and- we're spending a lot of time talking about Todd Fraser. That <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even know if it warrants it to be honest. Is that your but, cue to but, say, let's move on. <laughs> that's
0: my cue. Yeah. All right. So I guess, uh, <clears throat> where do we want to head next?
2: Uh, the bullpen center field
0: center. center field. F- okay. It
2: looks like, um, it looks like, you know, there's the fourth outfielder was going to come from that battle. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it looks like uh, they still haven't named an opening day starter yet. Shelton apparently isn't going to do that until like two oh nine today. I'd say something. hopefully by two twenty. Um, yeah, hope, hopefully like we have a lineup in place. <laughs> um, but uh, I, if I had to guess, it's probably going to be Alford. But um, I mean, honestly, it could be either of them. Um, but but Fowler has made the team, right? Mm-hmm. So Goodwin did not. So Fowler and Alford will be that. I have a feeling they'll kind of split some time, but that's, that's your, those are your center fielders right there. Um, I think with that, it honestly just came down to, well, Goodwin didn't really do anything to make the team, um, but it also came down to just roster construction in general. I Those, agree. You know, Al- Al- Alfred and and Fowler were on the forty man. Goodwin wasn't. Were you going to DFA somebody so that you could put Goodwin on the team? And I mean, he's just not someone
0: who you do that for. Yeah, I mean, the Goodwin signing is one that I think mm-hmm. a lot of people liked. I did as well. Um, but why not? He's a guy, he's a veteran. He, he he can do some stuff. We we talked about it. You. In the offseason, we, you know, going back and forth, I think you mentioned how he's probably going to have like the most time in center field, which I would agree with up until this point. Thing is, like, they traded for Dustin Fowler. Dustin Fowler is similar to Anthony Alford, where he was a prospect once, not so much anymore. But I mean, think about Charrington traded for this guy. As you mentioned, he's on the 40 man, Goodwin's not. Uh, It's just, this is a crunch. Do do you want to lose Fowler? I mean, I guess if you trade for him, there's something you saw. You probably want to see something. Again, we're talking about the future. I'm not going to put my money that Dustin Fowler is going to pan out and be a good player. But Goodwin's not on this club in 2023. Like, Goodwin's not part of this future. If there's a guy that you're looking for to potentially be, it is Dustin Fowler. So, you know, in a year where, again, this is a rebuild. This is officially finally a rebuild. We have a direction. We're going forward. In this year... I would much rather have Anthony Alford and Dustin Fowler, where wins don't matter, right? To be my center fielder opposed to Goodwin, who might actually be the better player, you know? But again, do do wins really matter? Does it matter if you win 58 wins or 59 wins? I mean, for draft position, it might. (laughs) And therefore, you want the 58. (laughs) But it it doesn't. It doesn't. And I would rather see these guys to understand maybe going forward what I do have here. I mean, again, I know your stance on Anthony Alford. And I'm way closer to your side of that than a stance of he's going to be a good player. But if – and this is all hypothetical, right? But if Anthony Alford shows this year he can be a – like okay, really good player is pushing it. He can be a capable – he can be a fine player, Jim. If he shows he can be a fine player, you found out, and that's huge. Sorry, I don't understand. I don't either, Google. I have no idea what I'm talking <laughs> about here. I, <laughs> so Google's that's, like, what are you going <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but it's like if, if Anthony Alford hits and he shows he's, he's a capable player, you did something here. You found out, and now you have more information going forward for this rebuild. Like the same with Dustin Fowler. What if he does show something? All right, cool. Now I'm good. I can go forward. I can assess his team. There's no point of having Goodwin on the on the club. So if an injury happens, which it could definitely happen, Goodwin's up here, he's playing. But I get this as well.
2: Yeah. I mean it's like again, it came down to roster construction, I think. Um and and the fact that you know there's at least a glimmer of potential still remaining in in both Fowler and Alford whereas Goodwin kind of is what he is and then, you know for kind of moving around the diamond kind of the same thing happened to catcher too right mm-hmm. you had you have um Tony Walters who um was a minor league um free agent signing you know non-roster invitee so same thing do you do you DFA somebody <clears throat> to add Tony Walters the Cubs thought it was okay to do that <laughs> um, so as Tony Walters maybe he actually speaks more makes, to the Cubs situation then, yeah, <laughs> as as he actually makes the Chicago Cubs right um as their backup catcher but um yeah same same situation there because they're, they're not gonna they're probably not gonna DFA Perez you know they're not gonna they're not gonna lose a you know, catching depth because we've seen in other years, you know, odds are they're going to need more than two catchers this year, right? Um, oh, so for sure. so so something's going to happen at some point in the season. They're going to have to call up a mm-hmm. catcher. um Just losing Perez isn't probably what they would have wanted. um So yeah, same situation there. Like I don't, I don't think Perez is necessarily better than than Walters, mm-hmm. but it's just that's just what it comes down to is the roster and how it's, how it's made up.
0: True. Agree there. I don't have too much on that either. I agree with you. I think Walter's probably is the better one. But same. But even at that it, it's minimal. Y- yeah. y- right. I mean like what are we really comparing here, you know? It, it, you're not even talking about Walters is a good catcher. You're just saying that he's just not as bad as this bad catcher. Um I mean, that could be we harsh. Can I'm sorry, say, but- though, can we just say, though, that the
2: Tony Walters didn't make the Rockies or the Pirates this year, but he but he made the Cubs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Fly the W. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That says something. All right. So, yeah, the catching. Um do you want to now go to the pitching? There's not really much. Yeah, I mean, no infield. Um, Cole Tucker's down Triple A. I think we all expected that. Yeah. Other than that, I, I th- think I don't the think one semi
2: surprise was Jeff Hartley. Yeah, you know. So Jeff Hartley gets option um, sent down to the minors. Um, you know, Santana was an early cut, which he didn't perform very well in spring training, whereas others were. Mm-hmm. So maybe that had something to do with it. But um but yeah, Jeff Hartley going down to the minors. Um, I kind of thought he was close to like lock status on this team, but you know what it could have came down to is just like he has options, right? And maybe other guys don't. So, and and again, he really didn't pitch very well at this spring either. So I guess when you mix those two together, <laughs> right? You get, a, you, get a, you get an option to the minors.
0: Well, I was gonna say, I think with the bullpen, that's the biggest game of them all. It, we talk about like the construction everywhere else, you know, like Goodwin being sent mm-hmm. down because he has options. Like I think it's the bullpen that was affected the most with this because there's a lot of arms on this club, which is good. I mean, again, we're talking about this. Every team needs lots of arms this year, but mm. there's a lot of arms that don't have options left that, you know, if, if you do cut them, that they're gone. And right, like Hartlieb has the option. Put them down there because you're going to need some of these guys to pitch. Um, like, like say, like a Michael Feliz. Uh, yeah. Honestly, big picture, do you think Michael Feliz or Jeff Hartley will be the better pitcher? Probably Jeff Hartley. I would put my money on them. But do you want to just lose Michael Feliz at the expense of having Jeff Hartley up here when well, you can have both if you just opt them? So I, I think you're right. Like that game's being played. Uh, will Crow could potentially be another guy. Cause that's not finalized yet either. Um, yeah, it but, looks
2: like, <clears throat> looks like there's still like two, there's like two spots there that, that are, that are left up for grabs. So I think it's,
1: what is it Two the two spots are down to, um, has chase
2: shreve. So chase shreve is somebody who's still in camp. I believe.
0: I think, no, I think he, um, or was he optioned? Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Cause he was bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's all set.
2: I don't even know. It, it's well okay. So two days ago, they, they, they reassigned Shreve and DeJong. Yes. Um, that so, it. okay. It looks like it's set then. I think it's all set. Sam Howard's the lefty.
1: No other lefties. It doesn't look like any non-roster invitees made the team that I can see.
0: Well, that says it. Then we're done. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All
1: right. <laughs> well, um, I
2: guess have they even said anything about Crow? Right? No. Would Crow make the team? I guess. Where is there still moves to be made? Because I, I guess they still need to like officially put Brault on the I. L. There's a few people need to go on the I. L.
0: Yeah, so there's twenty eight. I'm showing on the active roster so twenty-eight. But of course one being Brault, who would go on the I. L. So yeah, I think there's one more I think I think there's still one more move to be made.
2: Luis Oviedo is being shown on the active roster.
0: Right. So I think it's coming down to really either him or Crow. Okay. I mean, with that being said, who else?
1: Yeah. I, I, well, I, oh, I guess Cody Ponce has to go on the IL.
0: Mm, so he could, ooh, excuse me. So we could be the good then. If pawns on the IL, then we're good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be twenty six. Okay, we're yeah. set. There you go. It's all set. Great content, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How about, uh, T- Ch- Chad? Chad Cool
2: getting the mat- the ball today. You're a boy, Chad Cool. Yes, opening day starter.
0: This is the start of my. I don't even know what was. I gave you something, and I had a Chad Cool stat too for our unders. I think – wasn't it a top – what did I say? A top 50 pitcher? Top? You said top 50. I did say 50? Okay. So I thought about this. So a little – shine some light on here. Um, I did mention that because going through Fangraphs the past few years, top 50 pitcher put him at like what? Like a 2-7 war. I think something like that. Um, Yeah. and, And the names out there, it wasn't like egregious. It's not as if like he's out there with some like top, top names, right? But, Jim, I did a fantasy draft this Monday night in the North oh, Shore no. 9 Fantasy League, right? It's an auction oh, no. draft, so there's no snake. You can choose whomever you want. Um, I don't even remember who it was, but someone – I, I know they're doing it for me. They're trying to get me. Someone put out Chad Cool very early. It was a buck. Chad Cool. I, I, I don't even think I had a pick yet, which I, I had a very long delay. People were spending money right and left. I was not about that. So someone put out Chad Cool very, very early for a buck. All I had to do is add one more dollar to it, Jim. Two dollars to spend on Chad Cool, and I couldn't do it. And I mean, it's it's myself. It's the Chad Cool stand you right here. Spend you couldn't spend two dollars. I couldn't spend two dollars on Chad Cool, and I will tell you what. It's a top fifty pitcher. As this, <laughs> as this draft kept going on. And all these names are coming out, and I just thought to myself, "Would I pick Chad Cool over this guy? Would I pick Chad Cool over this guy?" And I'm like, "Man, I love Chad Cool. I think Chad Cool can turn out to be. I'm not saying top like this isn't like an ace. I'm not saying that, but I think there's there's more to Chad Cool than what he has shown. But top fifty pitcher, I think, is a stretch even for me." that draft puts some perspective <laughs> on it. So he better eat some innings this year because that's how he's going to have to gain that, that war. That's like the only way. Yeah. That's like <laughs> the only way you can do it is if like he somehow throws like
2: 200 innings this <laughs> year, which I mean, does has Chad cool, like recorded recorded an out in the fifth inning of a baseball game before, I don't know.
0: Um, well, definitely not since 2018. It's definitely not going to happen today. No, and actually, no. That was, I was
2: I I I put that in the the group chat. Pat Lackey had a good question yesterday. Like, seriously, what is the day that a pirate starting pitcher, like, name
0: the date, pirate starting pitcher records an out
2: in the sixth inning of a game this year?
0: I'm just go, I'm gonna go with my birthday, April 28th, because. That's late. It is that's late. Like
2: four, that's four <laughs> weeks of not recording an out in the sixth inning.
0: Think so oh, think about think about this rotation though as well. It's not it's not strong. It's it's not like it's the guys that are notorious for going deep into games.
1: I mean, maybe I maybe Tyler
0: Anderson does one of his starts.
2: So so that's what I'm thinking. Like Anderson and Cahill, I feel like they just don't really care about. Like right. there's no reason to like hold back with those guys. I mean, obviously you don't want to like tear their arms up, but those are two guys that they are like specific. Their, their job on this team is to just pitch innings. Right. Like, that's literally all they were brought here for. Um, so yeah, I could I could maybe potentially see a start where one of those two is rolling, you know, and and they they creep into the sixth inning. But yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, I don't know if Chad Cool's gonna get there. How many? Like I said, like, even in Chad Cool's best years, how many times did he pitch into the sixth inning? Stop
0: it, Jim. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. And, and I mean, there's still I mean, there's still like this ramp up period to a degree, but. Again, yeah, like yep. with this That's team, true. it's not like most of these guys. And I know you're talking about Cahill, and you're all right. Like, their design is to be on this club to eat innings, but it's not as if they're just guys that, you know, went deep into games all the time, too. I mean, yeah, we don't care about them anymore. Where back then, I guess, when they're on the teams, they were cared about <laughs> by those previous teams. Right. Um, right. So, so maybe there's a bit of a difference, but yeah, um, I'm sure it's going to be a while.
1: I'm actually
2: like Trevor Cahill's sort of even a little interesting because
1: he really he hasn't
2: been bad. Like I'm kind of surprised he was even still a free agent when, when the pirates picked him up. I mean, the guy last year, pitched an 11 game started six hit a 3.24 earned run average. Like, and it's not like he's like 37, he's 33. Right. I, I'm kind of, there because i I feel like a lot of teams are gonna be needing pitchers right now right um so you know cahill not having a job was a little
0: shocking yeah like you said for how late he signed and all for sure you know i mean he's not not, he's not bad right he's he's not terrible he's also not bad i mean he's he's serviceable and for yeah. a, a year that you're going to need arms, as mentioned, he's definitely available. So I don't know if it just was a mixture of opportunity and price tag. I don't know. I guess the Pirates are willing to pony up and spend money. <laughs> pirates came in and met Trevor Cahill's demands. <laughs> you know who else's demands were met? Francisco oh. doors. His demands were met. How about that? Wow! Wow! Coming in at the the top of the ninth inning. Yeah, uh, he said that he didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to sign in the season. Last we heard, both sides were apart, and they came ten years, three hundred forty-four million dollars. Jim, man, kids play baseball.
1: I love it. we want to talk love about it. that? a little bit now yeah we can talk about it um
2: yeah and you know what i was actually kind of thinking about this too I mean, we will we'll just kind of touch on the a bit but the, the guy's electric you know he's one of those he, he's a superstar um i i would i would squarely put him and i'd be completely comfortable just like writing in ink that he's a top 10 player in baseball like that's he's he's good. Um, when it comes to shortstops, you know, I, I, it, Tatis is my boy, but I think he still that. just has a little bit more to, to prove. Right. I mean, so like if I'm even ranking shortstops, like, Hey, if you, if you need to stop on your team this year to win a title, like I'm, it's a toss up for me, like Lindor or Tatis, um. They're, they're they're both really good. I mean, that's how good Lindor is, um, right? And, and you know, his, him hitting free agency at his age is definitely definitely beneficial for him. I know he wanted twelve years, but he gets ten. Largest deal ever by a shortstop. So um, I think it think it works
0: out for him. Um, and by the Mets, I mean let's 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 put something on there. Yeah, it was by the Mets. The Mets pointed up three hundred forty four million dollars. This isn't the typical Mets that we've been accustomed to. The, the parallels of the Mets and the Pirates.
2: Yeah. And I mean, and the Mets, Cohen, Cohen has gone in there. And I mean, regardless of what you think about him as a person, right, he's gone in there and he's done what he said he was going to do. Um, he is, he is spending money. Like he is throwing money around. Um, and yeah, it, I mean, good for good for Mets fans. I'm not a big Mets fan fan, but, um, I'm sure they'll enjoy having Francisco Lindor on their team for the next decade.
0: I hope so. I hope so. And like for all the people that were bashing like Lindor, which I will say Cohen was kind of dirty in my mind, like during these negotiations and him to put out there and tweet out and say, you know, we would love to have Lindor. I hope he signs this offer. Yeah. I took that sideways. I looked at that. And I was like, "Man, is this guy playing dirty? He's trying to put Lindor like as the bad guy." But they do come together, and they met in the middle, three hundred forty-one million dollars. So, a couple things. Um, as you made the comparison to Tatis Jr., Lindor gets one more million dollars than Tatis. I, I didn't. I didn't even see that comparison until I saw it tweeted last night. Or didn't think about that. But yeah, if you remember, Tatis signed for 340 million. I'm sure there is a reason that Lindor got 341 million dollars. So good for Francisco Lindor. Um yep. also on top of that, once this contract is over 10 years from now. Guess who still will be getting paid? Bobby, Bobby Bonilla. Bonilla. <laughs> <laughs> I love them apples. <laughs> there's
2: gonna be like a, there's gonna be a like something just even more outrageous. Like uh, it'll be like an apocalyptic event. Earth is like living in this society where like civilization as you know doesn't even exist anymore. We're like just living off the land and bartering to survive. And they'll right. be like, oh. Uh, the Mets paid Bobby
0: Bonilla today. <laughs> like Bobby Bonilla, Dale still exists. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna like rule the world. He's gonna be the only person with cash. We're gonna be in a yeah. cashless society, um, and actually, money doesn't even exist anymore. But somehow or another, Bobby Bonilla is getting a a deposit every July into his account. Yeah. The yeah. only cash in the world. No more cash. It has to be in Bitcoin. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, good for Francisco Lindor. For everyone else that was hating on it, saying he's overrated, saying he's not worth this. Kick rocks. Kick rocks. Like this 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 stuff just kills me all the time. Every single year. Like everyone to bash Lindor because he's not worth that. He's crazy. He should just be ex- he should be, you know, accepting of the 325. That's a lot of money. Just shut up and take it. Man. Right. Who are you to tell someone what they're worth, what they should get? Like this, as I said, this, everyone, like, you want to come home and tell me you got a raise? You want to go home and tell me that, man, i has got a new job and they're paying me way more money and I took it. You want me to be happy for you or you want me to say why? Well, You want me to be angry at you and say you should just been happy with that job you had, just take the money you're getting? Like every man out there trying to get more money should go ahead and do that. <laughs> if you want to get more money than what you're getting right now and you're able to do that, good for you. And, and that's what this literally is. There is a person out there, and I, I understand it's millions of dollars. I get it, but he feels he can get more than $325 million. And if he feels he can do it, then go do it. Go do it. You should be able to do it. This is America, the American dream, right? Like you put out there, it's the American dream until it's not your dream. And guess what, well, Jim? And then the other he did thing it. too. Yeah, and the other thing too is like what's the alternative?
2: The alternative is that the money isn't spent and it just remains in the pockets of billionaires. Like you, you as fans, we pay money, right. in, In many ways to, to fund this sport, right. Whether, whether you buy tickets to games, whether you buy concessions at games, whether you buy, you know, the Jersey that you're wearing, um, whether you buy, mlb.tv whatever it is this money is going to baseball right and if they don't spend it on the players then it's just being pocketed <laughs> like that's that's the alternative it's not there's not
0: any other there's not any other alternative um and let's either, also take a step back when you're watching one division that some of that money is going to baseball
1: yeah I
2: mean the n l b has has their hands in a lot of different operations right so they're 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 making money on a lot of different revenue streams S- spend the money like that's what I don't understand it's, if they're like this like this this complete clown the other day who was like, I remember when Mickey Mantle signed a hundred thousand dollar contract, and I'm like, okay. What are you talking about? There was a completely different time. (laughs) Free agency didn't exist. Are you telling me if Mickey Mail was able to get paid more than a hundred grand, he wouldn't have taken it. Like, shut up. Um, so yeah, it's tickets were and and was
0: also MLB making $11 billion a year.
2: Right. Right. It was just like, you can't like, like, I'm just like, you're, you, you are a clown. um, but yeah, that's the alternative. Like the alternative is either you give these players the money, who these are the players that you're paying to watch, or it's just not being spent. Like these people who are like, well, they could just lower the ticket prices. I'm like, yeah, that's gonna happen,
0: <laughs> right? Oh, uh, so 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 what you want now is to take more money. I, I, I yeah, I don't get that. I mean, that's right. Supply and demand. The tickets are that they are. Yeah. And that's why. Yeah. It's, um, it's a terrible argument. It really is. It really is. You're right. I mean, this reminds me too. And I feel like this is always heightened more because, I mean, let's be honest. NFL is king. You know, that was all over ESPN, not so much baseball. But like when the lockout happened in the NFL and think about how like the entire country was like hating all of the players. Like these players are so greedy. They should be so happy that, you know, they get to play a children's game and play football every week and blah, blah, blah. And you're right. The players are fighting for an even split with the owners. So it's like you realize your argument is so the money's there. The money is in this in this well, right? It's not leaving, it's there. So what you're saying is we should take more away from the players and just then let all the owners have it. It's like everyone, everyone's pissed off at the CEO at their company, right? But they love everyone else's CEO. Like, oh man, the, this, this job is dirty. That's so greedy. You know, I, I, wanted, I didn't get a raise this year because this, you know, our CEO took all the money and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, but you want to go to other ones and say, oh no, please take as much money as you want. Take all of it. Take all of all your workers are greedy. They don't deserve this money. Like, that's what we're saying because it's athletics, right? Because it's a, uh, it's a sports league. So all the other CEOs can go ahead and take all the money, take all the money.
2: I, I don't get it. Like as a society, it we just don't make a lot of sense. Right? <laughs> we don't.
0: Persons <laughs> smart people are dumb.
2: You know, as a society, we're we're a we're a very largely motivated by capitalism society, right? Like go out and get yours, make as much money as possible. And then when it's like <laughs> you have these players out here who are trying to do the same, you're like Oh, you're greedy. Right. You should take less. Like like I it's, said, it's, it's the like,
0: American dream until it's it's not yours.
2: Yeah, it, it's like all all logic goes out the window when it comes to being a fan of a sports team. And I guess I kind of get it to an extent, especially if it's your team, right? Like you're like cuz you have loyalty to your team, right? But like you can't think of it like that for the players. Like they're this is their employer, right? Like, yes. It's it's different. It's different for them. Like they're not going out there and paying money to cheer for their team. They are getting paid to do a job. And if somebody is willing to pay them more to do that job, then they should be able to do that job somewhere else where they're getting paid more. So, I, it, it's just it's it's weird because, you know, obviously fans and players have different um different goals and different, uh, different insights on, on how they, they view things. But right. it's just interesting that like as a society, we just like forget about capitalism when it comes to sports, but like it applies to every other, and, every other aspect of our lives.
0: And the other thing I want to bring up too, is like take capitalism out the door, like just remove capitalism from this. <sighs> Look at the human element. Yeah. So, he was with the indians no choice in that i'm not saying like, he didn't want to be there but whatever like he was with the indians there's no choice in that like he, he the organization he grew up with them he became a really really good player with them and then he gets traded to the mets it wasn't his like it wasn't as if like it was his choice to the mets he doesn't really have like a loyalty with the mets you know it's not as if he hasn't even played a game for the mets yet a, a true game so it's not as if he needs to be loyal to the Mets. You know, it's not like Mets fan, you know, being complaining about all this. He doesn't owe them anything. Maybe he wanted. He's never, with this deal, it's very likely. I mean, potentially he could if he's still that good of a player and still playing that. But potentially he's never going to hit free agency. Like, maybe this guy wanted to. He would get wined and dined free agency, you know. He's never going to have that experience. And maybe to him it was like, Listen, I mean, I could, I feel like I could sign three twenty five somewhere else, and that's the open market. And that's where you'd find out uh, how much he's worth. If you really think he's worth or not, you would have found out next year. But maybe is him saying, like, you know, I don't owe anything to you. I, I want to see what I'm worth. I want to have that free agent experience. Like, if I'm going to stay, it's going to, it's it's worth it to me this much money to stay here. Otherwise, I, I want to go and be a free agent. And I know money says things, and it probably did. Okay, I, and think about it. he, he went and made. Basically, almost twenty million dollars more in those negotiations. Good for him. Good for him. They're offering three twenty five. Right. He got three forty one. Good for him. But right, like him. the human element is he—he he yeah. owed nothing to the Mets. It's not as if he's been this lifelong Mets guy, and it's like I want to stay here. You know, I'll do what it takes to keep me here as a lifelong Met. No, I don't. You know, I'm saying I don't care about you, but there's no ties here. I just I literally just moved in two months ago. In <laughs> this ridiculously yeah, expensive exactly. apartment. But <laughs> right. property
2: values in New York a lot higher than Cleveland, I'd imagine.
0: Exactly. I'm not used to this. I need that extra twenty million dollars. You see where I'm living now? It's in like Cleveland, Ohio anymore. Anyways, yeah. I think we uh spent too much time on Lindor and Todd Frazier. Both Current and, and ex Mets, <laughs> um, do we want to move on from him? Anything else you wanted to say to that? No, um, again, like I mean, kudos to the Mets
2: for getting it done. I think if they would have failed on doing this, I mean that that would have been a, that would have been a bad look. Like they they traded Lindor and, and and even if they hadn't signed him, I think they still you know would have made out in a deal. But, um, you know, they traded for him for this opportunity to extend them and they got it done. So
0: yeah, good for them. Now, now Jim, the shortstop market next year. I mean, there's some good shortstops coming out. Be free. So I was actually kind of thinking
2: about this. Like, yeah, there are some good shortstops coming out, but none of them are really on Lindor's level. Um, Korea uh, is probably the closest, or maybe like if Seager breaks out again and can stay healthy. I, I don't know. So, but no one, no one's going to, no one's going to um, drive the type of deal that Lindor deserved here, right? Like no one's signing no, for. I agree years,
1: with that. I agree with that. Um,
2: you're going to have some big deals, right? I mean. Correa is going to sign for over $150 million. Seager's going to sign for over $100 million. Baez could be over $100 million. You know, so I'm forgetting one other two. Story. Story. Over $100 million, right? So there's going to be some big shortstops um, getting paid this next offseason. But I was actually thinking this, like, is there going to
0: be, (laughs) especially with Tatis, right? Mitch just said Eric Gonzalez is a free agent in 2022. Ah, Eric Gonzalez too, man. Yeah, big time. If you, if you can't, <laughs> if you couldn't get Freddie, um, <laughs> Galvez Senior, right, you can get Eric right. Tatis Junior.
2: <laughs> so, so I was thinking about this last night. You know, so Lindor' largest deal ever by a shortstop, right? Who's out there who could potentially, you know, unseat that? And I was trying to go through the list of shortstops and you you would say that like Tatis would be that guy. Right. But now Tatis is locked up for 14 years. He's he's not, that's not happening. Right. If Tatis maybe went to free agency. Yeah. Um, And so I was kind of thinking who out there could break this. And um, I came up with one name who I think could have a, you know the possibility depending on if you know if he signs one of those early extensions or not but
0: kevin newman i don't
2: know i don't know what do you think what do you think who who do you think has the chance to sign a larger deal than lindor as a shortstop
0: that is tough because shortstop is such a good position right now it's so deep um Mm -hmm. I I do I every time I compare it to like the small forwards in the in the NBA at this point of time I mean they are the the do it alls you know they're not just a glove anymore they're not the best defensive player on the team they are probably the best defensive player on the team with what the hell sorry guys I have an amber alert. And I couldn't turn it off. All right. Um, No, they are like one of the best defensive players, but they also have – they're they're five-tool players, like almost every single one of them right now. You know, four or five tools, and that's just crazy. So, I mean, are we talking – are we going to go – I mean, because it's not going to be Tampa Bay's guy. (laughs) I mean, he's not going to see that money there at least. (laughs) Um. I don't know that much money. Are you Are you going to try to tell me it's him? Or that's trait? my so like. Once, if I
2: came up with a guy, it's Wander. Yeah, <sighs> I think I think that's the guy. Because I I mean, and it's going to be a while, obviously, right? You're talking seven years from now. It's not going to be with Tampa Bay, right? But here's the deal: if, if Wander comes up, lights the world on fire, and Tampa Bay does do one of these outrageous fifteen-year, three hundred million dollar deals, right? Then wanders off the table. So I I don't know. So it's um, I don't think Tampa would ever do that. So I don't think Tampa would too. But um, I I think that's the guy because I think I I could see Tampa maybe trying to buy out like a year or two.
0: That's what I was going to say. Like, do you think think that he maybe signs some? I mean. Smaller. If Wander, Franco
2: is who, if Wander Franco is who we think he is, I don't think he signs a smaller extension. Like it's that's, gonna he's gonna he's great. gonna go big or go home, right? Um but yeah, no, Mitch Mitch hit the nail on the head. He said Wander that was the name that popped in my mind as the guy who could potentially break this. But I don't think there's anybody in the majors right now who could do it. Like you said, it's it's a the shortstop position right now is awesome. Super deep. It's good. They're Fun players, but $341 million. That's elite for some of money. These guys, that's, <laughs> yeah, it's not, I don't, I don't see any of them.
0: And it's also, like you said, I mean, some of them already are locked up, you know, or, the, and that's why I'm, I'm semi, I'm not going to say worried because, I mean, good for him. That's no worries for me, but it's like if Tampa does have some type of extension. Of some source of buy some years. I don't know if in one contract, like he hits that because you know, at that point in time, when he comes a free agent, maybe it's an eight year 290 he gets or something. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So, but I, I mean, I he would be the guy if you if it's all in a vacuum, team doesn't matter, you know, everything. He, he's he's the next guy. He's in my mind going to be the guy that can get that type of money, the type of player he is, and of course, where he's coming up into the game right now. I mean, it's not going to be Corey Seager. It's not, it's not going to be any of the guys next year we talked about. Though they're looking at this contract and saying, well, we're, we're looking good next year now. Um, I mean, if I can get half of Lindor's money, <laughs> you know, I'm looking right. pretty damn good right now. Um,
1: I guess, yeah. So
0: no Kevin Newman when he bats 600 this year. Not
1: Well, you know what? Hey, if Kevin
2: Newman... Can bat six hundred. Here's the thing with Newman, though. Let's say he goes out there and bats six hundred, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey,
1: right? Let's hypothetically.
2: let's <laughs> let's go ahead and let's entertain this thought for a second, right?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> let's say Let's say Kevin Newman goes out there, bats six hundred this year. He's now how old next offseason? Yeah, right? it's old. Yeah, you know, he's now. 28 is he 27 right now so even kevin newman following a 600 year season (laughs) he's actually gonna be 28 in in this year he's actually not even a free agent like he's not even arbitration eligible (laughs) like he's he's gonna bat 600 this year and he's still gonna make 500 grand now
0: Now he'll get a raise it'll be 515
2: all right maybe 515 yeah but um yeah, so you're thinking Kevin Newman is that guy. No, no, not unless you're gonna start not, not unless you're gonna pay Kevin Newman until he's like forty-five.
0: <laughs> he's gonna get the Bobby Benia contract. It's gonna now be the Kevin Newman contract. <laughs> Kevin Newman, ten years, three
2: hundred and forty two million dollars. And um
0: Spread out over... 300, 300 million deferred. <laughs> 7 million a year for 50 years. Nothing's putting it all on Bitcoin right now, just praying. <laughs> right, yeah. Bitcoin yeah. better take off, or we're following bankruptcy <laughs> over Kevin Newman. <laughs> I'm down with it. Let's do it. Yeah. So I was like, even Newman. Even Newman couldn't even do it.
1: Uh, well...
0: My mind went blank. Sorry, there was something I. Anyways, great content, Anyways. guys. Great content. Baseball season yeah, is has begun. Um, yeah. So I guess obviously yeah. the, there's not too much to talk about the series wise. Uh, Chad Cool is pitching, and then Tyler Anderson and then Mitch Keller. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. i. I guess let's put it this way. So we're doing the wins challenge. That's what I wanted to get into. We're doing the wins challenge. Mm-hmm. It does end by first pitch, so make sure you guys get your selections in. So I guess, Jim, live on air. Let's go ahead and give ours so we can go ahead and update that to the site. What is your actual wins?
1: Actual
0: win total, I'm going to go with
2: a solid 54.
0: That's ridiculous, Jim. They're nowhere near it. I can't believe that's too many wins, Jim. That's ridiculous. There are 48 at best.
2: 54 wins, 54 and
0: 108.
2: That's my prediction.
0: Oh, I feel like this is the hardest year of any because it's so it it's It is. It is. Because it's so hard to lose that many games. It's so hard. But, and also at the same time, this division is bad. That, it's not as if like these teams are so, it's not like where the Rockies are bad and like, they're just going to get pummeled by everyone in the division for the most part. Like the Pirates can squeak out some wins here because the Cubs aren't that good. They have Tony Wolter as a catcher now. (laughs) You know? So... And I just feel like this team, I'm not saying sneaky good, but sneakily better than what a lot of people think. You know, like when the win totals are coming out, it's like 58, 59. I think they could be better than that for, for those two reasons. I think there's some guys that could be potentially better. Now, I know we lost Todd Frazier, so, you know, maybe 54 wins is there on the table. But yeah, I, I just, i I'm going with 61.
1: That's it's that's still
0: hard to do. I'm gonna no, go with lot, 61. That's a lot
1: of it's uh, a lot of losses. It's
2: 101 losses, right? Yeah. Um, my thing is like anyone who's playing well, right? I feel like is gonna get dealt. This and team that's, post that's trade also, deadline. Yes. Very true. Is like this team post trade deadline. I could see just being like an absolute disaster like 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 a team that like a buffalo sabers type baseball team where they're losing 18 19 games in a row until they finally play the phillies right and they can they can beat they can win a game because philadelphia <laughs> they sucks. finally play the phillies <laughs> but um no i think that's i think that's what happens i, I could see like at like mid july this team's maybe at like a 65 to 70 win pace like outperforming what we think they're going to do. And then they just absolutely plummet.
0: Okay. So, and I do agree with that, that that's kind of my like line of thinking as well. And I've said it here on the show, like that's the, I do think there's gonna be people that are performing better. And once that trade deadline comes, they're dealt and that's, what's going to help this club be, you know, like the last place, I guess I don't see the drop off as drastic as you do because, I also, I don't know. I, I don't feel like the replacements are and I don't need a discrepancy from the replacements. These guys are that big either. So I'm going to go with 61. Still 101 losses. like That's still tough to do. You got to try yeah. to lose 100. And, and Pirates have been doing a damn good job trying. So I'll put it that way. Charrington's done a fine job at trying. I mean, but, if you think of it, in, in my
2: lifetime, so I was born in 1987. I'm old. The Pirates have only lost 101
0: games once. And remind me. I believe the Pirates have had some really bad seasons in those years. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there was this span, there was a span of like 20 years there. Wow, really?
2: They, they didn't do very well. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's that sounds yeah. like if I recall, that sounds like they've had a pretty bad Bad run and a hundred wins is pretty hard to do. I'm sorry, a hundred losses, also a hundred wins. Hundred anything is hard to do.
2: Yeah, hundred anything is hard to do. I would say a hundred losses is actually a little harder than a hundred wins. But I think I think this team is. If if anybody can do it, it's these guys.
1: <laughs> That's so <laughs> terrible. <laughs>
0: Way to rile up the <laughs> troops for opening day, Jim. If anyone can do it, guys, you but can.
2: Here's here's the deal, though. Pirates win today. They they take the open They take the opener. They fly the L at Wrigley. Um, pirates win today.
0: Book it five to three. How about it? All right. Well, there it is. So uh, fifty-four for you too. Correct. 54, yeah. All right. Just want to make sure I'm typing in here. 54 for you, 61 for me. Let's call it a day. Uh, Well, actually, we won't call it a day. We're back again tonight, uh, and it's not live. So we'll be talking about the start of this 54-game quest for Jim. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. We'll see you all later. Enjoy opening day. Bye-bye. See you, guys. (laughs)